0: name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Today is the second week where we are looking at how our giving goes beyond just what happens here at St. Michael, looking at how we give into this community in order to give beyond these walls out into the city. And this week... We are considering mission and outreach, the way that we go out and serve those who are most vulnerable in our community. And we get a little bit of this service talk in today's gospel lesson. This lesson is pretty funny. James and John, two of Jesus' disciples, who've been following Jesus around, who have given up a lot of their life, who have been looking for whatever Jesus has promised, finally kind of get a little smart, and they go to Jesus and they say, Jesus, how about... You make us the most important people when you come into your glory, which is so human, right? They've been walking around seeing Jesus do these amazing things, right? Healings and teachings, and he's got a lot of attention. He's becoming more popular, and they kind of want some of that. And then what I think is so funny about this gospel lesson is the other 10, right? When they figure out James and John have been asking this question, they get a little angry, probably because they didn't ask first. So James and John are told by Jesus... What you're asking me to do is going to ask a lot more from you. It's one thing to like what I say or to even follow me around. If you want what I'm actually offering, you're going to have to give a lot more than you might expect. Well, James and John, they say, yes, we'll give anything. We'll do exactly what it is we're supposed to do. And Jesus says, whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. There may not be a single line that sums up this Christian life better than that one verse. Jesus lays it all out there. To do this the way I intend for it to be done, You've got to give up everything. Now, today, as we talk about mission and outreach, we know what it means to serve others. And what I'd like to say to you all is, think about the last time you went out and you served someone else. Not your family, not your immediate family, but someone you didn't know. When you went out and actually did something for someone who was in need in some way. I hope we can all at least recall the last time we did that. It may not be as recently as we wished it were, but I hope that we all know at least some point when we showed up somewhere for nothing for ourselves, but to just give and do and care for someone else that we probably didn't even know. It's that kind of service that is a good starting place for the sort of life that Jesus unpacks in today's gospel lesson. I read a story years ago about the former mayor of New York, Fiorello LaGuardia. And in 1935, LaGuardia, as the mayor of New York, was known for going around and poking his nose where perhaps people didn't want him to poke his nose. And he showed up in the poorest area of the city one night at the night court. And he let the judge go and took the bench himself and began to preside over the court. That night, a tattered old woman, charged with stealing a loaf of bread, came before the bench. She defended herself by saying, my daughter's husband has deserted her and my grandchildren are starving. Well, the shopkeeper, who was also in court that night, refused to drop the charges. And she said, listen, it's a bad neighborhood. And if someone breaks the law, they have to be punished in order to teach everyone else a lesson. So LaGuardia sighed, and he turned to the old woman and he said, I've got to punish you. The law makes no exceptions. It's either $10 fine or 10 days in jail. However, even while he was pronouncing the sentence, LaGuardia reached into his pocket, took out a $10 bill, threw it in the hat, and he said, here's the $10 fine that you owe, which I now remit. And furthermore, I'm going to fine everyone in this courtroom 50 cents for living in a town where a person has to steal bread so that their grandchildren can eat. He said, Mr. Bailiff, go and collect the fines and give the money to the defendant. The next day, a newspaper in New York told this story. $47.50 was turned over to a bewildered old grandmother who had stolen a loaf of bread to feed her starving children. Making forced donations were a red-faced storekeeper, 70 petty criminals, and a few New York policemen. (laughs) Giving of ourselves is not easy. In fact, our world kind of creates structures around us that make it a little harder for us to give than it really should be. But giving is good for our souls. In fact, it helps shape the way we see the world. Now, I once read that a big significant difference between Americans and those who live in the poorest areas of the world is the way we think life should be. It was noted that Americans expect life to be easy. And when life is not easy, they get upset and they complain. Whereas those who live in the poorest areas of the world expect life to be hard. And when it's not, they are so grateful. I'll say it again, for Americans. We expect life to be a pleasure, entertaining, easy, predictable and consistent. When it is not those things, when life is hard, we somehow feel slighted, like we didn't get what we deserved and we get upset and we complain and we get mad. But where people have nothing, they don't expect anything. And when they are blessed in little ways, they are so, so grateful. That kind of difference is profound. And I think we all know that it's true. But it's even more profound in those poor areas of the world when faith is put in the mix. Remember the earthquake in Haiti years ago? There was a story about that earthquake the night after it happened there were TV cameras in Haiti that showed people singing and dancing in the street among the devastation. These people who were dancing and singing were thanking God for being alive. Just a few months ago, also in Haiti, there were reports about the government going out and relocating people who had put up their little tents and pitched their little nothing homes in gullies and on the sides of hills, close to schools and markets. But those gullies and those hillsides were dangerous in the rainy season because of flash flooding. And so the government went and picked up all of those people who pitched whatever little housing they had and moved them outside the city to a higher, flatter, more desolate area. It's a harder place to live because it's farther from schools and from the market, and it's just more difficult in general. But the news story ended with a woman who was thanking the authorities for moving her so that she would not drown. This is an unbelievable thing for us because we like the way that life works. We are good at the way life works. We can usually make things happen the way we want them to happen. We are typically in control. Can you imagine being relocated at all? would make us so angry, and yet these people were so grateful they would not drown. You know, gratitude is what actually changes our hearts and minds over time. We measure success in our world numerically, and we complain when we don't have a productive enough day, get enough done, or are successful enough for whatever we think we should be, And yet how many times have we gone and done something for someone else thinking that we are so generous when really we get so much more than we can ever give anyone in need? You know, mission is nothing new to us. Outreach is something that we like a lot. As Episcopalians, we kind of pride ourselves on supporting mission and outreach, but supporting mission and outreach is not quite what Jesus is getting at in today's gospel lesson. Giving a little money, writing a little check, even saying prayers is not the kind of servanthood that Jesus calls us to. Jesus wants our hands and feet to move. Jesus wants us to get up up off our butts and go do something helpful for someone in need, for the most vulnerable among us. And when I think about mission outreach that way, I'm very grateful to be part of a church that actually has people who take that seriously. Think for a minute about what St. Michael has done over the years. We've got big things that this church has done, like the Women's Exchange or Jubilee Park. We've also got small things, like serving at Austin Street or delivering meals on wheels or any of the countless ways that people actually do something for someone who is more vulnerable than them but outreach goes beyond that direct aid. Outreach really means giving people hope, shining light in the darkness, inviting people into a better life. And we do that too. Just think of this year alone in the last few months. This school year alone, we have more than twice as many people doing biblical education here at this church on Sundays in the middle of the week than we had just a year ago. We have, just a month ago, hosted the leaders of our denomination for the first time in a church in this country, and it's been viewed thousands, tens of thousands of times online by people who need that little bit of hope. And just yesterday, hundreds of people gathered here in this church, hosted by dozens of volunteers, to learn more about one of the real evils in our city, about human trafficking, and what they can do to help. In each of these ways, our church is actually taking the hope out of these walls and trying to shine light in the darkest places. We, each of us, may not be a part of all of those things, maybe we're not a part of any of them, and yet we are still connected to that work because we are active here. And so today as we consider how we go beyond just what we do in this space, how we can invest ourselves in a community doing that kind of amazing work in the world, I want us to think about what we are truly grateful for. If I were to ask you how you are grateful, my guess is it's not gonna be anything to do with your job. It's not gonna be anything to do with your stuff. It's going to be people. It's going to be your security, your health, we have everything we need and we have a lot more than we need. And we are connected to a church that can take our extra, that can take our power and our strength and our investment and extend it way beyond anything that we can do on our own. Jesus calls us into a servanthood to actually serve those in need. In this church, your hands and feet become active. And as we consider how we will do more next year, I want you to imagine just what you need and how much more you can give to do the work that Jesus calls us to do together in this church. Because no matter how much you give, you will always have what you need. And no matter how much you give, you will always get more in return. Let us pray. Gracious God, we come to you today with truly grateful hearts for everything that you have given us. I ask your blessing upon all those here present, on those we hold in our hearts and minds, that we may have the courage and the vision to give ourselves over to the call that you make on our lives, to invest ourselves with more and more energy into the work that you do here at St. Michael, that each one of us may be transformed to live lives differently in the future, to live the lives you have created us to live. And with that vision and with that love, transform this world in your son's holy name. Amen.